0: Conscious I'm Roxana Rapica, and this conversation is so educational and informative. The wellness industry can sometimes have a tendency towards the ethereal or the woo-woo, which I understand can be hard for some people to grasp. But what I love about Danielle Poza is that she has such a direct, upfront, and no BS vibe. It makes sense that large corporations and icons such as Deepak Chopra would value partnering and working with someone like her. As the well being hacker, Danielle is bringing well being into the corporate world, not just in a yoga and meditation way, which is valuable in and of itself, but in a data backed way, which is extremely important. Loaded with a plethora of statistics and research to pull from, Danielle is legitimizing the wellness game in business and substantiating the importance of defining personal purpose. In this conversation, we discuss so many valuable topics for conscious leaders. Danielle shares her experience as a former executive at Gallup. She talks about surviving cancer as a child. She shares insights about the power of the mind, she tells us about her program with Deepak Chopra and how she believes well-being should be a standardized measurement. There's also a ton of resources that we mention um, in this conversation that I will link to on the Conscious Enterprises website. So please check that out. Please enjoy this conversation and follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can always find us at www.conscious
1: enterprises. Thank you so much for being here at Conscious Enterprises Headquarters. (laughs) I (laughs) love it, it's a great place.
0: (laughs) Um, So you are the well-being hacker, you you were formerly a consultant at Gallup, and um, I know you created a program with Deepak Chopra. Um, you've done a lot of really amazing things. Um, let's first start with the
1: well-being hacker. What sure. is that exactly? What do you do? What is a well-being hacker? Um, good question. <laughs> uh, so the the term kind of came about naturally because I started to refer to like to myself that way, you know, people like ask like what I do and what I'm passionate about or whatever I was like, well, I kind of hack well-being and um, what that meant for me is like I've I've um, I've done like just so much research and reading, and I've taken all these courses and stuff. And I'm, I've been just like intrigued with human behavior and human psychology, what it takes to like you know live a good life, and um, and kind of would go you know go through all that stuff and think like what's what's the most effective like, and, and I'd always be kind of curating the, that space. Um, but I also have like a business mind. So I kind of think of my life almost like as a business in a sense. It's like I want to know that the effort that I put into my life is guaranteed to get some kind of like ROI on happiness. Oh, interesting. So it's like okay. So when I think of well hacking your well-being, it's like, you know really knowing the truth behind well-being and what gives you a sense of like vitality and fulfillment in life mm-hmm. um, and usually it's like tied to research because then then I feel like I you know can navigate the waters easier you know because it's like it's more clear and it's backed by some kind of evidence so there's kind of like this business lens to looking at my well-being So that's kind of what so that's how you became the well-being hacker. hacker, Yeah, and so how did you turn that into a business for yourself? What is it that you're providing? Yeah, so there's um, there's kind of like two sides to what I do. There's um, Personal offerings and then there's the business side because I mean I've always been I've always gravitated towards like making an impact in workplaces because people's well-being can shift faster when there's People around them that are, you know, also working on their well-being, or when there's a culture, you know, that's supporting that. Um, but then there's individuals who are on that well-being journey themselves as well. So, you know, on my site, I'm you know, creating different offerings that include like on, live and online courses, assessments, um, you know, events, retreats, things like that that both apply to the individual and to the workplace. Great. Um, and what did you do before? And let me know if anything's not clear because sometimes if I. No, know, I think that makes sense. It.
0: You're basically instilling well being into these corporations, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what did you do before that? Let me just pick up my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, she'll she <laughs> she she join here. us. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Dogs are good for your well being. Yeah, they definitely yeah, doesn't it lower like your cortisol or something? Um, there actually is, I think, some kind of research on that. <laughs> um so what did you do before um, the well being hacker? I know
1: you were at gala uh, well I've had my time. own I mean I've had my own business for the past like five years. I didn't oh, kinda I didn't of launch this long. Yeah, I didn't launch this well, this well-being hacker concept or brand until yeah. late. Well, I guess it was summer last year. Okay um, Because I really just wanted to like go all-in. well yeah. being and before that I did um, I just did a lot of different types of Consulting because okay. I've done just you know, when you start your own business, you kind of do whatever you'll get paid for right, it at the beginning. Right. um but I, I'd always work with clients who were just more conscious, who mm-hmm. had, you know, a little bit more of like a purpose behind whatever it is that they were doing. Cool. And so for the first few years, I did, I mean, I helped people with sales, with their brand. I, you know, did different like marketing things. I mean, I, it was, it was kind of a whole, a whole board, bunch of yeah. things, yeah. So that, was, so that was like for the first four years. And um, before that, I was a management consultant at Gallup. Okay. And I was there for about four years and that was like my first job out of college and Did some stuff before that but okay the the Gallup I guess working at Gallup just really catalyzed my um, passion into this area because Gallup had the launch like the first global study on well-being around the world oh, Which right. I was like fascinated by that is really cool. Yeah. And what did they find in that study? It was, so, I mean, most people don't know this, like, because now we hear about, like, the World Happiness Report and all the, you know, well-being has kind of caught on now. Yeah. But they did the first, ever, like, before anybody was really talking about well-being in the workplace and, like, really legitimizing it. Yeah. They did this study where, so, they have a world poll, and they're the only organization that can actually survey the world in a very uh, realistic sense. Okay. So they basically, you know, said we want to figure out, you know, if there's commonality across all countries in terms of what it takes to live a a thriving life. Okay. And um, they found that, you know, across the board, it basically came down to five key areas that, you know, when it comes to work, you need to have a sense of purpose and be like engaged in what you do. It's not enough just to like work. Uh Uh-huh. and that it also contributes to a long life. It's not just, you know, when people are are excited about the work that they do. You yeah. Know, kind of like what I think yeah, watch yeah. is about. <laughs> that is what contributes to them living long. People don't want to retire actually. They want to, you know, they want to feel useful and purposeful for right. the majority of their life. And so work around the world and having a sense of purpose in your work is important no matter what country you're in. Right. Um, and then relationships is a top top second, basically, yeah. in terms of importance. They're almost, you know, hand-in-hand. Hand. But relationships, like what they found with that is that it's about, um, you know, the... The, the quality of the relationships, whether or not you have love in your life, mm-hmm. and if you have people that you can share your vision with, like you, you wanna be around, not just have friends, it's not as simple as right. that. It's important to have people that, you know, like share your your drive in life. The connected things. to. Yeah. yeah, and the, you know, whatever the mission is that you have to, be yeah. to share in that, or just be around people that help you develop As a person, because we always want to be developing and growing in some way, just part of human nature. Um, And then, and then there's so then there's um, the money category, which is interesting because around the world, people don't. I mean, you know, we've been taught the wrong things when it comes to money because we've mainly been taught how to maximize an amount of money. Right. You know, the world of money, especially in the states, is all about. You know. Investing and increasing your net worth and all of that—we mm-hmm. know very little about what it takes to actually like buy happiness. How to really mm. use that money properly in ways that definitely, you know, totally. gives you well a sense of well-being, right? So there's you know various things that were discovered about about that too. What an interesting report! I yeah, I, I, don't, I can go. Yeah, like, I can. Really maybe guess. is it is it like available online if people want to? Um. Read it? Yeah, I mean, really, they have they have a book called Well Being: The Five Essential Elements that oh, kind of like okay. dives into the reports and stuff. Amazing. Okay. But it's been ongoing research, and like I okay. always keep up with it because it's the best. It's the best that's out there. Yeah. You know, like wellness and well being means so many things, and um, and really like. When I like get into it. I'm like interested in like the the um, when I when I say like the old, like le- the legitimate um, Term it's like there's a there's a certain way that you can actually measure it you right in like a company or a country Right, and it's not just mindfulness or meditation. Totally. It's like inclusive of all that stuff, but it's there's a there's just like a um you know I I just feel like there isn't enough structure around like what it on how to means measure yeah. i mean, yeah. that's so,
0: what's so interesting actually about your work that's yeah like so I
1: kind of try to dig into more of that more really of that cool. stuff yeah I love that yeah.
0: and um, you also created a course um, available online with Deepak Chopra called workplace well-being and the soul of leadership. Mm. Um, I wanted to take it so bad that when it was in New York <laughs> City, but I didn't go with my schedule. It looked really amazing. So yeah, how did you connect with Deepak Chopra,
1: and how did the what was this program about? Um, so we, I met him actually through Gallup. It was kind of synchronistic because um, I, before I even applied, like to interview in, at Gallup. Yeah, I saw that he was one of like the senior scientists on the. On their board and I just remember thinking to myself wow that's like that's really interesting yeah that interesting. yeah the fact that they're affiliated with people like Deepak Chopra like you wouldn't think that of Gallup at all right yeah well it was you know so there the the senior scientist board includes like you know uh, other like economists Nobel laureates like thought leaders Um. in the Human uh, uh, behavior and like development space, and so okay. Deepak, you know, falls into that world. Cool. So when I saw his name, I was like, you know, that really says something about the kind of company that yeah. that was. Was one of the things that made me want to work there. And I remember thinking, like, you know, if I if I work there, I'm going to find a way to talk to him. Awesome. And I, I hadn't read any of his books or anything. It yeah. Wasn't like I was like a big huge fan. Right. I just knew that he was. Fascinating. I always believed in the mind body connection. Yeah, and so uh, The CEO was uh-huh. in the office one day and I said hey, you know, what's our what's our relationship with? You know Deepak I saw his name on the site and he was like Oh, he's a good friend. He's a fan of our work oh, cool. I'll take you to lunch when um, in town and it just so happened that um, When he was planning to meet with Deepak, yeah. and he told me a year later like hey, we're a meeting with Deepak Do you want to yeah. come with us for lunch? The reason that they were meeting was to discuss the well-being research oh you're kidding and, and when it first came out i was like upset i thought it was so smart so yeah. needed in the world and so it was perfect because now i'm like meeting with him about something that i was so passionate about and yeah. that's when the ceo said well she'll be your liaison for whatever if you need any access to the research like she'll give it to you got it and i just I basically just started sending it to him all the time, and so cool. Yeah, he just like um, started taking me on like all of his meetings, and yeah, I think he just knew that I was I was pretty. What pretty was the, what it.
0: was the thing that you you'd say you were like most impressed with Deepak about like as a person?
1: Oh, just him or in general. Or, yeah,
0: or as a business
1: person. You know? Um, I mean, he's definitely human, you know. Yeah. I mean, but he really. I mean, he. He, he is deep. Like he, yeah. he does not, he's not into small talk. He is somebody really? who like really just, I mean, he is just genuinely fascinated with like the universe and the, the, um, just basically human existence. You right, know? I right. mean, I, so I think, I guess to answer your question, um, it's the fact that he is somebody who's truly living his life. Path and life mission. You that's know I mean? Yeah. The stuff that he writes about and talks about it's like, you know, he's he's channeling something. It's not huh. just a um it's not just like knowledge that that's he has. Amazing. I think it goes beyond that. And I think that's really that's really cool. He's just like the real deal in what he you know, what what, what he's he preaches. About. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool.
0: Love so. That. so what was the uh, the program that you guys put together?
1: Yeah, workplace leaders and yeah, I mean, so the whole the whole idea of it was that in order to really be, it's in a nutshell, it's like a conscious leadership program, right? And the idea of it was that to really be a conscious leader, first you have to like know how to even get in touch with. Your spiritual side or your soul, right and a lot of people that sounds daunting Especially if you're not in the spiritual world at all. It's like soul. What is that? How do you get in touch with that Even for me sometimes the word soul? I'm kind of like yeah, yeah, Yeah. I mean and and So part of that course was like just having people realize it's it's you know at the simplest level It's it's this um, it's just that quieter self that's harder to hear right a lot of the time it's the real choice maker Mm -hmm. that um, That is not your brain. It's it's the choice the choice maker tells the brain what to do. And so it's like the course is about First having leaders get more to the heart of really what that soul is telling them Okay, and take a step back and go through a series of questions. Like why do you want to be a leader? You know, how does your business connect to a bigger picture in the world, right? um so getting them to think more deeply, and sometimes you have to just take a break from everything and go into a room with Deepak yeah. to like to actually take that break. So it was a combination of soul searching stuff like that, which he did, and then I focus a lot on the well being, you know, research and talking about how. In order to be a conscious leader you a have to know how to manage your own well-being. Yeah, which means your whole life Right yeah. you have to like have somebody. you have to be somebody really to be a conscious leader. It's like You should be somebody who's living, you know your purpose in some way, right? Who respects your relationships and makes them a priority right? so that you're somebody who's living this kind of balanced life right. but then also the part of your leadership duty is to care about the well-being of your people Yes. So there's kind of two sides to the well-being discussion. It was like well-being for you as a leader and also how are you making sure that you're taking into consideration the well-being of your employees right. and then your customers. Because whatever it is that you're producing in the world is having an effect on it all your customers. a ripple effect, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so it, it, I think we we're trying to recontextualize well-being as a more conscious way of Of leading not just like a right a yoga program in your organization like that's not what well well well-being means Not from our perspective so that was that was what it was
0: about Um, from your experience doing these kind of seminars and you know leadership um, programs and things like that what do you think makes um, businesses and leaders most successful
1: Um, makes the most successful. Well, how do you define success? That's kind of the main thing. Yeah. That's another
0: question we'll get to too. Or you can answer it now. What do you
1: think? Um, I mean, to me, I think it's, it's kind of a combination of what we're, what we've been saying. It's, you know, there's, it's for some people being a successful leader, business leader could mean that you said you were going to build a organization of size x with a certain amount of employees and yeah. make you know the top of the, the Forbes list or something like that and if you've achieved what you said you would set out to achieve that's success right but um, to me it's like success is really when you are clear on what those those intentions are and mm. they're really coming from a good place that you have like authentic reasons to build an organization and you're clear on the impact that you're making yes. and that your reason for building, you know, goes beyond just um, you know, the personal your own personal uh goals and, and right. dreams and you're present to like that impact that's having. So to me it's it kinda you know, ties into just being grounded in in your yourself and building something that has a genuine impact. Cool. Love that um, of the business
0: leaders that you've worked with or clients, etc, um, have you found that there was any any examples of anyone that would have benefited from not from having left out a commitment to some sort of conscious
1: intent or conscious purpose? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, some people aren't ready for it, you know yeah. I mean well, the short answer is no because I don't think. I don't think there's ever not a you know n- ever not like a reason yeah. to go that route, but I guess like you know it, again it it just like it goes it goes back to what it is that you're like setting out to achieve. Like sometimes, like it, even in my own business and the stuff that I that I do with well being that I I have been doing, I say to myself sometimes like. Why couldn't you just pick a really simple business? Because I love, I mean, I love business. I've done different types of entrepreneurial things in my life yeah. that were a lot easier to be successful at mm-hmm. quicker from yeah. like a monetary standpoint because it would just be like, all right, well, if I'm going to just sell X, I know the process for yeah. being a good salesperson and developing relationships and <laughs> selling the crap out of something. right? Um, And that would be a lot easier in a certain way, but it's just nowhere near as more fulfilling Fulfilling, Right, like we live in this world that's kind of addicted to scalability And it's all about, you know exponential growth and we never yeah, Yeah. we don't but we don't question why we are so Addicted to that growth. It's like why? Because at the end of the day a slower path that gives you Fulfillment along the way for a longer period of time. Yeah, is really a much better than trying to rush into something just to get that growth more so monetarily than anything right. else. Maybe chasing that list or ranking that you want to make or the mm-hmm. 30 under 30 or right. you know, whatever that is. And I've seen it. I've, I, I know entrepreneurs who have done that and then hit like 35 or 40. And they're like, well, now what? Now I've yeah. got all this money, and I really did enjoy building that business, but I kind of, I sold it, and I kind of just went out to, like, chase that carrot of growth. Right. But it's like, well, what for? And then what for? feeling empty or yeah. depressed or this or that. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've seen it in younger people, like our age, and I've seen it with, like, you know, yeah. 65-year-old, like, CEOs uh, who are like, uh, now I want me to build a legacy. Right. So, I don't know how we ended up, what the original question was, but the point about, being that you know, I think we in, have to... Yeah, the
0: importance of, I guess, integrating, you know, a conscious intent. Into oh, you asked me, like, right, if, yeah if there's ever, ever a time mm-hmm. to not
1: be doing that. So, yeah, yeah. so it's like at the end of the day, you could do something easier yeah. to make more money, I think, than necessarily following a more conscious right. path. But you don't learn the same kind of life lessons or get the same right. type of fulfillment from it. Yeah,
0: I kind of feel like life sometimes just loops you back around if you're not going to take that road anyways. Yeah, so, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Eventually. The universe will be
1: like, nope.
0: Yeah, learned the lesson. I said you need I'm sending you something. Here saying, you go. Yeah, another big pile poo. Yeah, yeah. I totally, <laughs> totally, I totally believe that. Um, how do you personally align your own business goals with? Um, Conscious Intentions you have like a ritual that you stick to every day. Do you, um,
1: you know? um, I mean honestly at this point I spent so much time really trying to figure out my own like purpose, right? I really did. I mean I've done yeah. so many different types of My own kind of self-development exercises and brainstorms. I mean a lot of my travels, like my soul, I've done a lot of solo traveling. Yeah. Where that's given me a ton of kind of soul searching opportunities, where I'd like literally sit on a beach with a, with a blank notepad by myself, like in in like a weird place, like a beach in Haiti. I went to Haiti for like a week and just like sat oh, on a wow, beach awesome. every day by myself. Yeah. Wow. Just to just to like I, you know I do a lot of mind maps on white paper. What do you mean mind maps? like just like brainstorming, like, you know, circling kind of thing or? No, I'm like a visual person, so I like white paper and I'll do like a lot of circles and charts and stuff. So I like to just kind of get everything out of my mind. Well, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's it's funny because to me, I I, I don't know. I guess I I think a lot of people do that, but. No, I've never done, maybe in like high school, but like. Really? Yeah, Yeah, it just helps me kind of get, like I try to just. Draw as the way that I'm thinking. So I think huh. of a, like a concept or a thought, and then I expand on it a little bit. It's Like I have the circles. Cool. So I've done a lot of that, where I'm like, I've been, I've really consciously thought about why am I here yeah. on the planet, and um, and then I've also done a lot of courses that have given me the time to take a step back and yeah. think about those things. And a lot of people don't do those kinds of courses because right. they think it's like you know weird or they don't have the time for it. And I think it's we have to take the time to right. do those kinds of things. Yeah. Like especially earlier in your life, it's an investment in yourself.
0: Yeah. So, so you're just regularly kind of signing yourself up for these kinds. Of yeah, things. and I
1: did it like I was I was like 19. That's when I oh, started. Wow. Really yeah. Right. So That's now awesome. there's little ways that I mean I do meditate almost every day, and hmm. so I do. But I think. At this point, I feel like my purpose is so ingrained in me that it's yeah. not like I have to keep it present. It's mm-hmm. more about, like, doing things to just keep me more grounded in it, I guess you could say. And what do you do to do that? Well, meditation, meditation. is definitely yeah. one of them. I have kind of, like, a vision board on Pinterest that I oh, look okay. at every day, too. Cool. It's, like, a way to remind me, like, what I'm what you're doing. aiming for and stuff. Um, and then it's just, like, a matter of, you know kind of daily habits that I think are are good 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 to practice and yeah. stuff that help you stay more centered and stuff like that yeah so, focused. yeah
0: great um so we're kind of switch gears here I know you had um, a lot of health issues as a kid mm-hmm. um, tell me a little bit about that and how you think that that has kind of shaped you know, your perspective on the world and how you conduct yourself in work and things like that. Sure. Yeah.
1: So I had, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was five. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and so, I mean, I, I had the, I had a pretty typical cancer experience in the yeah. sense that like I had, you know, full fledged chemo and lost all my hair. I was like, I was homeschooled. Like all my teachers oh, came wow. over, like after school was out, and like taught me. Really? And, mm-hmm. Oh wow! Because you, when your immune systems yeah, compromise, they have to keep you away from like all the kids and stuff. You said you were five. Yeah. Oh, my so God. it was like kindergarten, first grade. It was okay. homeschooled. So um, so that and like you know, I had like blood transfusions, spinal taps, and like all wow. that stuff. Yeah. Um. But the I think one of the one of the bigger realizations that I had later on was that when I was old enough to like ask my, ask my parents, like what happened mm. when I started to get interested, I'm like, wait, yeah. so I had cancer. What, what, <laughs> what, what happened to me? Of... Was it really bad? Yeah. Was I supposed to live? Like, you know, I started <laughs> asking all these questions Yeah. and, um, and when they shared some of the details with me and I, I, I remember get being like, whoa, I'm so glad I didn't didn't know this when I was a kid oh really I remember thinking like I bet it was good for me that I wasn't aware of what really the reality yeah Yeah. I was like because I think like I I just remember this feeling of of like whoa that's so good that my mind wasn't affected yeah by all of that how do you think your parents kind of kept that well, I think it's just a function of being a kid. Oh, okay. Because it's like, and, and and in a weird way, I feel like it's unfair that adults aren't treated the same way. Yeah. Because as a kid, the doctor's not going to be like, honey, you have this percent chance of living. Oh. You know? like They yeah. would never do that. Right. But they do that to an adult. They'll right. be like, so here's the, you know, yeah. like Santa, here's what you... Exact chances, yeah. Right, and then you go home, and your mind now is like contaminated. I call it like cancer of the mind. Right, right. Which I think is like way worse than whatever's happening in your body. Like there's crazy studies on, on I think it might be called the nocebo effect. It's basically when you are ignorant to something, how you don't get affected by it. Like there was like some study on. People who were allergic to poison ivy. Okay. And they blindfolded them. Yeah. And they. Told them that it wasn't a poison ivy plant that they were rubbing on there. It was like something else. Okay, and they had no reaction to the to the plant it's because kind of like they placebo, were about right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was like it's like a reverse It's like a reverse effect or something I'm not explaining it great but point being that your mind when you just you make a just sw- switch in your mind totally. like oh this isn't gonna affect me Then it, it, doesn't, it doesn't yeah and so I actually like feel bad that adults aren't treated with the right. same You're not treated with that respect of your mind being such a powerful thing right that can work for or against you. So Having that as a kid made me think about the mind of a child But you and knew the impact you had cancer, right? I mean, what I don't know if it ever really registered as cancer like because you don't even if somebody said you can't, you had right? no context as a 5 yeah, you're not like, oh, this is, is some, is. yeah, right. So I mean, do I know I was really sick? Yeah, right. I was ho- I was you know I was kept right. away from everybody. I rem- you know I I remember how much I. I mean, I, I remember being like s- sad at times and scared at times, you but do, yeah. not in a way where it's not the kind of fear that we would get as adults, which is like yeah. fear of like. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah. yeah, it's a completely different thing. So um, it was like around when I was like 15 that I started to really think about like, wow, the, the mind is a really powerful thing. Wow. Um, and so I think it just helped catalyze my interest in all that. I was yeah. always interested in philosophy and things like that. Yeah. But it made me even more yeah. aware. And it, and and it made me take age. my life for, um, not. it made me not take my life for granted. It made yeah. me like... Think like wow! I'm I I am actually pretty lucky to be here, and I should (laughs) do something with my life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's but I kept it alive. You know, I kept the um, the uh, impact of that alive through conversation about it and reminding myself that it happened, which is important because then you 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 know you it keeps you grateful like. Totally.
0: Yeah, I feel like more people should be more grateful in that way, you know Um, We kind of talked about this a little bit my next question was how do you measure success and you know we went into a little bit of um, You know a holistic approach to what success is and well-being and
1: things like that. Do you consider yourself a Successful person today? Um, I do I do because like I can genuinely like I I I I do equate it to being in the flow of your life path, you know, because it's to me it's not so much like a place to get. It's more of like I know I'm in the right place. Yeah. So, um I have like a lot of a lot of ambitions for what I want to do with with the well-being hacker with you know, other things in my yeah. life. And I'm constantly drawn to do those things. Yeah, um, and sometimes I want them to happen tomorrow, or I right. feel like they should have happened yesterday. <laughs> but but it's all okay because I, f- I feel like I'm in that flow. It's happening. You're like in it. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it is. It's not like oh, things I need to have all these boxes checked, or need right. to have built out. You know, this right. company to X, Y, and Z size. It's right. more like. Am I really on the right path to that? And so I feel, so I feel successful in that in right. that way, but but there's still a lot more I want to do. <laughs> I agree with you. I think you're successful too. Yeah, so what are some of these goals? Like what
0: do you consider some of your goals for the next few years?
1: Um, well, I'm I'm writing a book right now that I think is really important. Awesome. Um it's called Gross National Well-being. Nice. And the bigger picture to all of this stuff to me is that we have to change um, the way we measure success in society mm-hmm. that we should be as aware of our well-being score as much as we're aware of our credit score that we right. um, need to reorient the um, the things that we are looking to achieve and we have to have more of an education on what it takes to be fulfilled in life so totally. it's like so I just think the whole structures of society need to be revamped so that you know, when a president comes into office, he's measured by how much well-being of that country increased over the course of his term. That's such a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. And same for a city or an organization. And it doesn't mean that money is no longer important or right. GDP is no longer important. It just means that we would say, OK, well, so this president increased GDP during his term, but did well-being also increase? Right. Or was it at the detriment to people's well-being? Because sometimes that can right. be the case. I mean, growth doesn't always mean that's sometimes good. Sometimes it's an people. inverse relationship, and sometimes right. they go side by side. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so it's a matter of always comparing right. the two. So, um, so I guess like you know, when I think down the road, I I I see myself more as like a messenger for that message um, because to me I feel it and see it so clearly yeah. and, and can see how it would shake out in education, how it would shake out in government or in companies yeah. and um, and so I guess I just see myself kind of as a as a messenger, kind of thought leader around that, I love that. That's I love that whole topic. topic, and I can't wait for this book. Yeah, what, do you have a date yet? Do you know when? Well, as long out? as I finish, if I, it, I think the the earliest it would be published would be next fall. Next fall. Because I have it, to fall finish. Fall of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll so, keep a lookout. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll we'll see how quickly um, I can get it written. Where do you see the state of the world um, in five years from today, and how do you see yourself and your business contributing
1: to it? Well, I guess it goes along with with what the I should say. Album, yeah. um, because I like—I mean, I, I i don't believe there's any reason why the world should look the way that it does. Right. I mean, I, I've walked through the slums of Kibera, which is mm-hmm. in uh, Kenya. It's one of—it's the largest slum in in um, all of Africa. Yeah. And you know, when I've seen some of these places it's just like it's so crazy to me that they exist. Yeah. Because we have enough resources right. on the planet for everything. Right. And um, and I think I don't know where we're going to be in 5 years, but I think that we have the ability to be a lot more better off than than we are. Yeah. Um I think that as like technology starts to take over, and you know all this talk about like AI and the yeah. robots and all that <laughs> stuff, we just have to be mindful then of well, with these new developments, how is that actually impacting quality of life right right. around the world? Right. Because these things can help us a lot. Right. They can do things for the world, but if we're not, if we're not. Looking at them through the lens of well-being they can take they can take over and possibly create bigger gaps in society and there's so um, That's true of like almost anything in life.
0: I feel like if you're not mindful of it, right? It's yeah, it's true It's
1: like you have to kind of be looking at it through that lens totally otherwise it can kind of go Either way in terms of being beneficial or not Um, so yeah, I think I think we have everything we live in this time period where we have all these resources at our fingertips, right? People can connect to anyone that they want in the world. Right. You can educate yourself as quickly as you want about mm. any topic. You know, true. you have the, you have the ability to start businesses in ways that you could never do before. I mean, so we live in this like insanely unique time where humans and technology are integrating all of that. So we have no excuse not to be a world that is like thriving where all people are really accounted for in some way and um, So I just think it's more I just think that we don't have an excuse anymore that we really could change So you're gonna try to be different make that movement. Yeah, I think I well I think the message of this book kind of points starts to point people in that direction. Awesome.
0: Yeah, so exciting um what is a valuable piece of advice that you'd like to give to other entrepreneurs who are creating conscious businesses as well?
1: Um, definitely not to get, you know, I mean, just be, be mindful of other people's expectations or of, um, of the um, achievement addiction, you know, mm-hmm. and not feeling like, like I was saying before, if, if you know that you're on the right, Path. It's like stick to that don't feel like you have to sway it because you are uh, other people are doing things that are Creating faster growth or right. revenue and all that stuff And especially if you're in New York City You have to be right. really careful for that But you have to be careful about that because we're surrounded by surrounded. a lot of ambitious people yes, and um and, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I should be doing more. I should be further along. But there is no where you should be if you're really doing what you feel like you're meant to yeah. do. And whatever it is that you're doing is having a legitimate impact. So yeah. I think it's just a matter of staying confident and grounded in, in, um, in like, yourself. And, and, and believing that you're in, on the right, right track. Beautiful. It's nothing sweet.
0: I love it. Um, is there anything else that you wanted me to ask you that I didn't ask you? Anything you wanted to tell people? Oh.
1: Um, no, I mean, if anything, when it comes to like my site and stuff, I have, um, I have you know a few resources I just made available. Like I have a new well-being assessment that I think is great for cool. people to to take because knowing your well-being score is kind of like the first step oh being right. the well-being oh, journey. I take that. Uh-huh. It's an online test. Yeah, so okay. it's like a whole it's actually like a 100 question assessment okay. that I created, but it gives you a score in all the different areas of life. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and the goal is to not just like have it be a one and done thing. It's mm-hmm. so, like take it once, take it again in 4 months or 6 months and stuff, work and on it how you're things. doing. Yeah. yeah. So that your your goals in life is more of like is what I'm doing increasing my well-being or not, well, and kind of, you know, keeping track of that and making it more of a lifelong yeah. um, commitment to that. So, yes, those are a few things like that on my site. Yeah, you have and, a
0: lot of great resources. Actually, I downloaded your what was it? Um, oh, the, one the workplace. Stats, stats, the workplace. Yeah, stats. that was just super interesting. Just yeah, around. if you're somebody
1: in the workplace, yeah, who, if that's like a good just like free resource. I'm trying to create super some cool. more. Yeah. Um, Free stuff for people, and like you know, there's just a lot to create right. and do. And I'm working on a um a comprehensive life course, um, nice. so it'll be like video based and talk about the structure of well-being that I put together and stuff. So, so yeah, there's cool. a few 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 good stuff things on the site, but I'm so linked to those for on sure. More. Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, thank
0: you, Danielle. Yeah, this thank was you. Awesome. Thanks. This I love what such you're a doing. Great condo. This is, um, yeah. Thanks, it's, me too. It's very yeah. so especially yeah. in New York. I know, right? <laughs>